everybody. This is Yvette and Erica, and this is Melvin Pearl's podcast. Episode 33. Woohoo! 33. Exciting. 33. And so we're super excited about this because this season, season three, we are launching a new premiere, world premiere type episode. It's called The Black excellent spotlight. We're going to do this quarterly. Um, And each quarter, Eric and I are going to tap some awesome men and women, Black men and women, that is, within our tribe who demonstrate and represent Black excellence. And so our first spotlight, 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 is on a trailblazer, the unstoppable, lovable, my friend, Stacey Ann Burke. Um, And she is the epitome of Black girl magic. She is black excellence. So let me tell you a little about Stacy. We call her Stace Stace. So Stacy is an independent <laughs> middle child from Jamaica. And although she lives in New York, she seeks opportunity to go home at every chance she can get. I would want to go back home too. Anyway, so she's a managing director at Deloitte, which is a global professional services firm. And she's enjoyed over the years solving big and hairy problems for financial service clients for the past couple of decades. She enjoys travel, as you know, as we do as well. Um, she believes in family and the power of friends and practicing self-care. Stacy, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Ladies, I am super happy to be here. Much appreciated oh, for the invite. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we're happy to have you. Happy to have you. Um, so we are going to kind of highlight some of the awesomeness of Stacy. Um, we know that, but we want to share it all with you. And so Stacy, you know, when we started out early in our careers, we've all had a different type of mindset. But I wanted to ask you, you know, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you first began your career? I think the, the one thing that the first thing that comes to mind for me is being intentional. Uh, when I started my career, I jumped at the cool projects, right? I helped stand up a, a casino in Vegas. I raised my hand for interesting locations that took me to places like India, Egypt, the UK. But during that time when I was having these experiences, it's all great, but who was in my mentor circle, right? Who was I investing in building relationships with? And was it people who could guide my career and help me advance? Who in my group knew about me, right? I'm doing all these great, interesting things, but what was I bringing back to my, you know, smaller work community so that people were aware of what I was doing? And I think the last piece too is ultimately, what what am I going to be known for? I think the one thing um, within consulting, which is my area of focus is as you grow within the firm, right? You want to make sure that you can demonstrate a certain level of experience and depth in a particular area. And it took a while for me to really think about what am I going to be known for? And if I'd been more intentional about that from the start, I think that would have made a little bit of a difference in terms of how my career path or my career trajectory went. Mm, right. that, that, that's, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's deep. You know, and, yeah. and, and one last thing is just like, um, if you all don't know, so Stacy is a managing director at Deloitte Consulting. That's not senior manager. That's not senior consulting. That is like um, equivalent to a partner. Correct, Stacy? Or, correct. Or yes. Yeah. I just, so, I just don't have equity. Yes. Right. So so how many how many managing directors look like you? Wow. I wouldn't even begin to surmise. I don't know the exact numbers, but if I think about it in terms of uh, Black, female, 
with a focus on technology, probably less than 3%. I think if, right. if I think about just the total population of um, Black um, PMDs, it's probably at 5%, 5-6% of the total partner managing director population at, in consulting. So, you know, a Black female, a whole lot less. Yeah. Wow. And that's not surprising because if we look across all industries, for the most part, right, those numbers are pretty low when we look mm -hmm. at women of color, black women that are at those very, very high levels. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that definitely is. It's not surprising um, and it's sad, uh, unfortunately, that that we're still having those conversations even now. So Stacey, you, you talk about intention and, I, and I'm so with you with that because I think that intention, and I've talked to you about this, has been something I truly, truly have been thinking about as well and being intentional, right? And, I, and it was interesting for you to, to say that, you know, you wish you'd, you kind of focused on that when you started your career. But obviously you're a very successful lady at, the, you know, at this time in your career. And I'm curious, what are some of the best resources that have assisted you in your career journey? I think the first thing I'd say is people. Um, definitely in consulting, uh, you don't, you rarely have to reinvent the wheel. And so even if you're faced with a difficult problem or a client that you've never worked with before or a situation that you're not familiar with, there is somebody in the firm who has done something somewhat similar, relatable that you have as leverage. So you never really have to start from the beginning. And there's just so much experience that people have had that it's a huge store of knowledge. Um, their relationships that they can expose you to as well, whether it's just even within Deloitte them itself or with other clients. And so I think people is probably the first thing that I would say in terms of assisting me in my career journey. I can think about many a conversation that I've had um, with certain people who I consider mentors about, what do I do? It's been this many years. Do I focus on this project? Where do I, how do I pivot my career as I think about what the firm is facing? Um, and focused on how do I make sure that I am in it to win it in terms of getting to managing director, what are some of the things I need to focus on. And so just having a circle of people that I could eventually trust and rely on and who I knew had my back, I think was huge for me as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things too that I would say is you also need to know your industry, sort of know what's happening. And so really thinking about online magazines and podcasts that I could leverage as well, whether it's as simple as the Wall Street Journal in terms of what's happening to, you know, from a day-to-day -day basis in financial services, um, things that are focused on investment management, which is where I focus, um, things that help me keep up to date in terms of what's happening in technology. So like the Wall Street Journal Internet of Things is something, a podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. Uh, and then training. Uh, one of the things that I appreciate is that Delight does have a breadth of training as you think about where you need to focus. If I think about things like agile methodologies, when I needed to pivot from sort of waterfall to understanding what agile meant and how to, to run an agile project and how to think about that hybrid in between and what that means and what that looks like, just kind of going out there and going, all right, help educate me, please, on what this is all about and what I need mm -hmm. to bring to my clients. So I think just training and investing in myself and my knowledge is a huge component of that. And I think the last thing that I'd say is for my sanity, um, I also needed to have an outlet uh, and something that I could focus on on those you know, six o'clock journeys to the client that is a two hour commute. And so <laughs> things like comedy podcasts and my Jamaican radio stations were things that have also assisted me in my career journey because they've helped maintain my sanity. 
Mm, no, definitely. That, that is, and I like that last part, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that just w- what, whatever that outlet is for you, you know, that's, that's a truly important part of the puzzle to kind of put everything together, right? Because I build up my skill sets and, you know, my, my resources, but also just taking some time to, let me focus on me for a minute. And it might just mm-hmm. be just on a commute. Let me just listen to something that's not related to work to just kind of change my focus. So I, I truly appreciate that. Definitely. That has kept me steady and going, yep, I can make it through this week. It's all good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. all good. Exactly. I can laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super, 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 super important. That balance. And, you know, our listeners have heard Erica and I talk about this for the last three seasons, all about balance, all about intention, mm-hmm. all about self-care, you know, refill your well. You can't help other people if you're empty, running on fumes, right? Exactly. No one wants to be around you either, right? And you can't help nobody. So super, super exactly. important. So, um, you know, as Black women who have not made it a career move to work in the um, id and and that is inclusion, diversity and equity space like in hr we are more of the people kind of living in the uh the culture um that that they're trying to change to be more inclusive to be more diverse to have to be financially equitable as well as being able to be promoted equitably um so for you can you kind of share with us what role diversity and inclusion has been played in your career Yes, definitely. It's it's interesting. Um, when the E came in, I'm like, what now? It's like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but Deloitte, it, it's, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. So it's D-E-I. Right. Um, but it's it's the same thing. And for me, huge, uh, huge, huge, huge um, role and aspect to this. And it's less about what I represent to my firm. You know, we talked about Black female with a focus on technology. That's the trifecta right there. But it's really more about how I can give back. And for me, it's more about, you know, I believe in having more people like me in the firm, right? I believe in uplifting and advancing more people like me. And so in terms of the roles that I've had in my career, like throughout my entire career, I've had some role in DEI, whether it was from a community service perspective. And so really trying to push the envelope, this is way back when, in terms of doing not-for-profit consulting engagements. Um, I think we did one of the first minority focus at Harlem School for the Arts. And this was way back when, you know, the firm hadn't really started to have uh, an industry dedicated to nonprofit. And so we were kind of leading the way on how do we do this with the support of the firm, right? We spend all this time building our consulting skills and now we want to give back in a way that we understand and can, you know, really, we are adept at doing. And so that was definitely one of the trailblazing things that I was part of. And I've also focused on things like recruiting and office roles and other leadership roles. But for me, it's really been about um, sort of really focusing on giving back, on mentoring and helping others like me sort of reach and advance in a way that works for them and in a way that's authentic as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's super important. And especially as a managing, a managing director, um, it's one
Oh, Stacy, are you still there? We've all talked about oh. this here oh. as well. You broke up. Different you broke, but you broke up a little bit, Yvette. You did? <laughs> yes. you did. Oh. So, I was so, about to check if it was me. It, it's technology. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Folks, these things happen. Technology. Okay. Repeat. So let me go back. So so Stacy, as a managing director and Deloitte, one of my questions is that you know, we've always, as being women of color, let me rephrase that, we've always, being black women, um, have always made it part of our journey to help other women, right, mm -hmm. and and pull forward, right, bring, bring other people in, but also just not bring them there, but also be change agents of that culture, mm -hmm. um, so that it's one thing to have all these recruiting efforts and bring a whole bunch of extremely talented, you know, black men and women into the firm, but if the culture is so toxic, you can't keep them, you know, mm -hmm. it's a waste of everyone's time and energy. So I know that you as a um, as a managing director, it's it's a little bigger now, right? It's recruiting, um, but also making sure that the environment is is conducive for them to want to stay, but not only stay, but grow um, and excel. So mm -hmm. the has it has that been um, an activity that the firm like kind of grasped? Diversity is yes, hiring a different bunch of people, but inclusion is is including them in the room, mm -hmm. and when they're in the room, is having a voice that's actually heard and listened to. So, have you been playing a, a part in that with the firm and and understanding that you can't have diversity without inclusion? Right, it's all together. It's not yeah. an either or. It's both in order for it to work. So, can I tell you that? If not the, no, actually I would say the biggest reason why I decided that yes, I'm going for managing director was the people who view me as a role model and wanted to be able to see someone like them in the room. There are so many times where I'm like, you know, is this the right path for me? Is this what I want to do? And invariably I will think about the people who I mentor and the people who look up to me and the people who want to see others succeed. And that was such a huge motivating factor for me. Uh, especially when during the conversation with one of my mentors, um, he said, you know, you can do so much more as a managing director than you can as a senior manager. And I was like, you are right. That is definitely true. Let's do this. Um, so that was definitely a motivating factor for me in terms of getting to the next level. Um, and then I think to your point of sort of recognition that it's it, it's it's two points, right? It's It's bringing more like me in the door, but then it's also keeping them there. And what does that mean? And what does that really look like? Um, and to your point, right, it is making sure um, as we think about project teams and how they're staffed, right, that there is that right level of representation. As we think about who's going to the sales meetings in terms of pitches to clients, that there are people who look like me who have a seat at the table. And the seat at the table doesn't mean just being there visually, but it's also mean making sure that you have a role, you have a speaking role, right? That this is something that you're going to, to, to drive and do if you win this engagement. And it also means sometimes helping the person prepare and be successful, right? Or whatever it is um, that they need to do to have a seat at the table. Um, so there's a lot definitely that I focus on. Um, you know, one of the things I did in one of my leadership roles was just actually start to reach out and have conversations um, with underrepresented minorities to, to talk about what does it mean for you being at Deloitte and what do you think you need, right, as an in individual? A lot of times we just tend to throw diversity and inclusion um, efforts or DEI efforts at people and not really understand what is it they actually need to be successful. And, you know, given that the numbers were small, it's let me just reach out and have one-on-one -on -one conversations and truly understand what that means, 
right? So that whatever it is that we're doing really caters to the advancement and the success of the individuals who are part of the firm. Yeah, I and, think and, that, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I mean, we were talking about this, um, you know, like you mentioned it, diversity is not the same thing as inclusion. Diversity invites people to the table, but inclusion empowers them to have a voice at that table and be heard while you're sitting mm -hmm. there, right? Yep. And then diversity without inclusion is just shallow marketing. That's performative stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that, you know, it's not, it's not our quote unquote job. We don't get paid to do what you do, but you do what you do because you want to make sure that the tables you sit at is just not there for you to be a prop, right? black woman sitting at the table, but that you're you're there because you bring so much value, so much experience, and your street cred speaks for itself. And you remind people that when they're in those positions, that they're there for a reason, not just there to be a prop. And that's super important because a lot of people walk into these rooms when they're the only only, and mm -hmm. they just clamp up mm -hmm. and just sit yeah. there. But right? What I also think though, Stacey, is that you being at the table makes space at the table for someone else. So basically by you being at the table, someone that is in your trajectory sees that you're at the table and they're like, yeah, I could be at the table too. And let me talk to Stacy as far as her journey to get to the table so that I could get to that as well. I think that that you know, some might say isn't our responsibilities or it's something that we take on. But I think it is our responsibility mm -hmm. as leaders to make space for someone else because someone made space for us. Right. And mm -hmm. and we had to, you know, someone kind of fought that way for us. And, and it's up to us to make that way um, for, for someone else. So that that's very refreshing. And 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 it's not easy. It's very courageous to be the woman, the black woman in the room, most of the time, the only one, the only, as they say, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and making that and making that space. So that is definitely, um, yeah, that's definitely totally agree with everything that you, you just mentioned. So we all met because we all worked for Deloitte at one point in time of our lives. You, you're the, you're the, you know, the, the, I'm the hold up. <laughs> you're the, no, you're, you're the, you're the, you're the one out there. You're the one that continued the path. And, and Yvette and I are so proud of you for doing that because I remember when we were all worked together, um, you know, we had some good times. We didn't work on the same types of projects. Although you and I have a funny story because <laughs> We were on a project together. We weren't on the same project. I was on, um, you were working for the client. Deloitte had um, would been hired by the client and we were hired to work with you. And you and I kind of got connected because you heard my name at a meeting. And you're like, wait, hold on, hold on. I know who this is. Hold on, hold on. Um, so we wound up working on the same project, but on two opposite sides of the fence. So that was fun. We did that for about a little over a year. Super so, fun. Very funny. I had to crack up about that one. Um, but here's here's something. And, you know, we've all been consultants. You still are. We we um, we're not any longer. But what is a common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? I mean, I know a whole bunch, but you bet and I've been out of this game for a while. So so what's what's a common myth about it that you'd like to just kind of say, you know what? That's it, folks. That's not true. You know, the one thing that comes to mind for me is that there's one type for consulting, whether it's the right educational background or prior type of experience. But really and truly, when I'm thinking about staffing a project and, and what's really proven to be successful, 
creativity and productivity suffers if everyone is the same type, right? There needs mm -hmm. to be a level of difference. There needs to be different ideas and points of views and perspectives to really bring the best of Deloitte to the client. And, and so, you know, as we, I think about people who I have interacted with, right, whether they were entrepreneurs, whether they were economists in a prior life, some were doctors, like actual MD, I'm like, what are you doing here now? Right. Uh, you, know, you know, folks who focus on technology, returning moms who have been out of the workforce for some time. I, you really get the full force and the, and the true value from Delight when you have all of these different perspectives coming to the table, right? And so that you know, and I'm going to say it, you know, white male who went to XYZ school is not mm -hmm. the typical, doesn't work anymore. All right. That may have mm -hmm. been at some point in time, it doesn't work anymore. Right. And that's really not what's going to bring about the type of organization that we're really striving to be. And so, um, you know, what I would say, it's, it's really around kind of curiosity, right? Being analytical, being proactive, being a strong communicator. It's less about where you went to school and, and you know, that you had this type of job beforehand. Mm. Right? You have an opportunity to reinvent yourself in consulting, right? And it's really about sort of skills that are core to you rather than what's on a piece of paper. No, that's great. And that's refreshing because I recall, and I mean, Yvette, maybe you can remember as well when we were there, you know, it was, it's almost like a certain cookie cutter type mm -hmm. that, had, you know, and that was the person that we, that, that would be hired at that time and would come in and, you know, and be, seem to be like the successful candidate. So if someone didn't go to a particular school or didn't have a particular background, they, you know, they would not necessarily be considered to make the cut and maybe they would make it in, but they wouldn't be, you know, they, they wouldn't be there for a long time. So it's refreshing yep. to hear that the, that the that there's a paradigm shift on the, the yep. type of individual that would be working there. I think the other thing that I'd add to that too, right, just going back to what you just said, uh, Erica, is we're also doing a lot of education around biases, right? Mm -hmm. Because what you said right there is that mini-me syndrome, right? Oh, you look right. like me. We have the same kind of background. That's hand. And, right. and invariably, right, you're investing in that person because they are so like you. And just challenging people to recognize that and go, no, that is not what you focus on, right? Or that's not how, you know, those are biases that you have that you want to really try and move away from. That awareness, too, has also made just a huge difference in terms of how people think about and approach people, how people staff projects as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're also holding people accountable for that as well. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that big A, accountability, right? Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have it, you know, as a screensaver and slapped up on a wall in a building. But if no one's being held accountable to live by those principles or I, the, embody what the organization is moving towards, it's just a free for all. Right. And I think that is super, super important. Um, and it's 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 important that le as leaders, people are held accountable. We're not saying, I don't, I don't believe anyone is saying you have to be perfect and you're going to get it right all the time, mm -hmm. but own your shit, basically, right? Just yep. own it and, and use it as an opportunity to learn and to do better, right? Make, like it one and done, have it never be a repeat, learn from it. And that's with anything in life, right? You know, you take it, you take an exam, a certification, it doesn't go the way that you expect it, learn from it and go at it again. And it's just, when it doesn't go your way, it kind of did go your way. You know, learn from that experience because every every step, I kind of I use it this way. 
if it doesn't go my way, say I stumble or whatever, I make it part of my dance, right? And mm-hmm. y'all know I can't dance, right? I kind of like do my little thing, <laughs> yeah. right? But it's, it's the same thing here. It's like, don't stop. Just because mm-hmm. it didn't work out or do whatever, it doesn't mean you like you just clam up. And that's the only way that we're going to change the world that we all say that we want to live in, right? So, yeah. Anyway, so, all right, so before I get on my little soapbox of <laughs> affirmations and stuff. So, Stacy, here's a good one. Um, Ah, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career like yours? And I'm going to say like ours, right? Because we were all in leadership positions. And, mm-hmm. and, and when I say when I say leadership positions, I'm not saying it's a title. Title means you're a boss. A leader mm-hmm. means you have the people. Big difference, folks. Leadership position means you have the people. And what Le- Stacey has described, you know, throughout this episode is like she's always thinking about what? The people that are beside her, they're in the room with her, that's a leader. So what advice would you give um, to someone who wants to be a leader, you know, in whatever field, whatever vertical, be IT, could be, you know, be a creative, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? If they want to come in a career like ours, like consulting, we'll say consulting. Mm I think the the one thing that I would say is take ownership of your career. And so a lot of times it's just kind of you just you know doing what's expected and not really thinking about what is it you want and where do you want to be and what are you passionate about? And so really taking the time to not just allow yourself to be directed to a particular course, but really think about what motivates you and what moves you um, and invest in that, right? Double down on that and communicate that as well. Um, and so I think that's that's the first and foremost thing to kind of really take responsibility for your career and your career path and sort of where you want to be or what direction you want to head. Um, and then the other thing that I would say is you can't do it alone. And so to your point of being a leader in the firm, uh, you want to also make sure that you're cultivating a, a following, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you want to do this X, Y, Z to take yourself or the organization or, or do something that you have people you can lean back on and go, can I get help with this? And even if it's nights and weekends, I'm like, I'll raise my hand, right? Because I know you are invested in me. I want to be invested in you. And so when I say cultivate a following, it's not just about I'm going to have a bunch of minions directing, do this, do that. No, it's a symbiotic relationship where I'm investing in these persons. And because of that, and because they see my desire for their success, they want to help me be successful as well. And that's what a following really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that 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 that's super important. And, you know, you've mentioned this a couple of times, you know, uh, investing in yourself. And Yes, we're saying take courses, but when you find out what you like to do and you know that you're good at it, your self-confidence doesn't mean you're saying other people are crappy or that you're better than other people. It's self-confidence in what you can do, your ability. You know what you can do. That is your superpower, right? And I'm telling you it's your superpower because once you start to believe in yourself, in your capability, because like, you know, you can do it. So no one can tell you you can't do it because, you know, because you've knocked it out of the park before. This is what you do. That's Mm -hmm. when the magic starts happening. That's that's when the magic starts happening. And then it's like every day it's fun. Right. Because people like Stacey in her role as a managing director would be like, oh, you know what? So and so she's really good at that. And so now you're being picked for your superpower because you are good at what you do and you're getting better at it and better at it because you're confident, you're self-confident in what you can do and that capability. And that creates your brand, that creates your street cred, and that is where people want to follow you where you go because what you can do and thinking about other people. 
So it's, yeah, it's, it all comes together. So anyway, yeah. It totally does. Totally does. So Stacy, I know we, we talked a lot about your career and, and where you are right now. I want to kind of switch gears a little bit. What's your greatest personal achievement? Personal? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I think about it, I'd probably say doing this all on my terms. Um, mm. my career trajectory has probably been different than others in consulting, others even in terms of my peers. But for me, it was more important about balancing time with my family, right? And this is my family in Jamaica, being there for major life events, those types of things. It was mm -hmm. peace of mind. No, I am not working throughout the weekend just to be able to X, Y, Z and, and um, you know, meet certain perceptions in terms of what needed to be done. Then I also wanted to make sure that I was also doing stimulating projects and had opportunities that really challenged me. And so for me, it was more about what was important to me and what was what I was interested in and what I was able to balance than it was around hitting a milestone and doing this mm -hmm. and you know being there by the time I'm X years. Um, it was it was really more about being able to do it on my terms. No, and I think that's 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 great. That that is fantastic because it kind of ties into what you mentioned at first when you talked about intention, right? You did this all on your terms. You did it, it you know, it may not have been the traditional trajectory or whatever traditional is, right? But mm -hmm. but it's really more the way that works for you and kind of really thinking about that because sometimes we do things because we think that that is what we're supposed to do. And it doesn't sit well with us. We just do it because we think that's what we're supposed to do. But when we do something on our terms, it's so much more liberating because wherever we get to, it's a direct result of what we thought for ourselves, not necessarily what someone else thought we should do. Exactly. Um, and I think that that's a big, that's a big difference. So even if there's a, a quote unquote mistake made along that journey, it's your mistake to own and it's your mistake to change. It's not what is being put upon you. And I think there's something liberating about that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I will add that you can also do it with authenticity, right? When you do it on yes, your own yes. terms, it's done with authenticity. You're not trying to be what somebody thinks you should be or do it mm -hmm. like somebody else. This is me. This is how right. I approach it. This is my view on the world. Right. And, Yvette and I talk about bringing your authentic self. We've had many conversations about authenticity and just being you, you know, and just whatever happens, happens, but you're being true to yourself and you're not yeah. living in another, you're not living under anyone else's shadow. You're living on your terms. So that that's great. We love that word. Authenticity. Yeah. We love it. All right, Yvette, I'm going to hand it over to you because you're about to go to the rapid. Fire. All right. So this is the fun Ooh. part, uh, fun part, fun part. So Eric and I have a few rapid fire questions. Stacey is just, you know, fun, fun, fun. Top of your head, whatever pops in your mind. Those are the answers we all are craving. So these are going to be good. So the first one I have for you, you ready, Stacey? Ready, 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 ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go. If you, if you could throw a dinner party with two people in history, who would they be and why? In history, dead or alive? Nope. Could be live, dead, whatever. You know, okay. spirit, whatever. Smoke signals, snail mail, whatever. Two people. <laughs> <laughs> who would they be and why? All right. If I could, for a dinner party, interesting conversations, you know, and it, the one that comes to mind is Princess Diana. I, I, if I, um, okay. I don't know oh, I, that's so oh good. That's a good, that's a good um, one. But okay. like, why not? Like, tell me how life really was in, you know, royalty. In the castle, okay. Uh, and exactly. So, so that would be one. 
Um, and then I think the second would be somebody musically inclined. And again, just because I saw a preview or a promo, maybe Elvis Presley. Um, he could sing some songs, uh, wow. he could entertain, and we'll hear some interesting tidbits from Dan. That's a wait, good wait. one. Who, who was the singer? I'm sorry, I missed that. Who? Elvis. 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 <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, Stacy, you got me with the Princess Diana because I will tell you, I went to go see the royal fashion exhibit to go see mm -hmm. her dress. And they were like, wait, you traveling to go see her dress? Yes, I want to <laughs> see that dress. And I was like blown away. So I'm with you. I want to go to that party. I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, I'll cook. Yeah, <laughs> and Elvis will sing. Perfect. And you will sing. <laughs> I'm, I, I love it. I'm, I'm already there. Um, what's your favorite guilty pleasure food? Oh my God, anything sweet. <laughs> oh, you have a sweet tooth. I didn't I, know that. A okay. raging, raging sweet tooth, which I'm trying to control, but yes, that so good pastry, good chocolatey. Mm. <laughs> Yum. <Yeah. laughs> well, Yvette, Yvette loves to cook and bake. So I think I'm hearing a girlfriend's dinner party at Yvette's house. Yep. I mean, I'm just yep. saying. I'm just. Mm. Yeah. All the Looks, wine I brought back. All the wine I brought say, back. From break, oh, you already have the wine. Okay, then I will just show up. Yeah, you just show up. Just show up. <laughs> I was going to say I will bring the wine, but I will no, just show up. You only got to bring the wine. And you know what? You you For my birthday, you brought me a bottle of champagne. So we'll start that off with the little snack. Back with like that. Kick it mm -hmm. off, right? And then, mm -hmm. yeah. So we already got Ooh. that. Plan. You just, okay. You just show up. Just show up. I we got ready. extra room. We got extra rooms. So you don't have to worry about getting home because we just like chill out, you know, on the lower level and go to sleep, and then you know have some snacky sack for breakfast, and then get up and go the next morning. But yeah. There you go. So yeah, it's all planned. We just okay. you just say when. You just say when. <laughs> so, I love it. So, I love it. So last question for you, rapid fire, Stacey. What is your favorite type of music or your favorite artist? Oh my gosh, I'm Jamaican. I can't not say dancehall. Um, Hello. So, that, <laughs> so I, that's the most. I would lose my Jamaica card if I didn't say that. Um, for me, it's a particular era of dancehall. It's sort of the 90s, early 2000s yes. when I was growing up. This, you know, <laughs> listen. I'm not mad at these youngsters and what they put out today because it does keep my foot bopping. But to really get me moving, yeah, it has to be 90s, uh, to early 2000s for dancehall. Oh, so that's my awesome. favorite genre on a Saturday. Okay. Clean, uh, like cleaning is so much easier on a Saturday when I'm listening to dancehall. Yes. Mm -mm. Uh, nice. Oh my gosh. Yes. Nice. Oh, that was so fun. That I was love fun. it. I love it. Stacy, I just want to say, like, we, the three of us have known each other for a long time. And, long time. um, we just want to say you are the embodiment of black excellence. So when we, when Yvette and I, we're thinking about, you know, something new for the podcast and kind of thinking about some of the things we wanted to do. You know, we talked about this concept because we know that in our village, we have some just amazing people that we know that are just doing amazing things. And we just want to highlight it. And, you know, we've kept tab on your trajectory for years. And when you told us that you were promoted to, you know, director level, we just were so proud of you, so excited for you because we knew that this was something that you wanted and, and the trajectory that you follow to get there. I can't begin to say you're, you're just the embodiment of, of black excellence to us and we love you and we're, we're so excited for you. Oh, yes. happy blushing. I love you guys yes. so much. <laughs> and, and, and well, I'll, I want to leave everybody with this and, and this is, 
this is from my heart to to all of you about Stacy. Stacy, you know, black is beautiful, and she is the symbol of excellence, elegance, and boldness, unapologetically living her life and killing it at the same time. So, mm-hmm. Stacy, thanks for coming um, to the podcast. <laughs> yes. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Oh, this has been so much fun. This was fun. This was super fun. I loved it. <laughs> well, if you loved it, we might ask you back. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Keep that door open. Keep, keep it open. Keep it open. Everybody out there, thanks for listening. If I might quote Stacy, be authentic, folks. And mm-hmm. until next time, we'll talk then. Take care. And that's our show. Any samples of media remain the property of their owners. Opinions expressed reflect the individual's point of view, not the Melanin Pearls podcast. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to rate us on iTunes and Spotify. If there's a topic you would like for us to cover, let us know by visiting www.melaninpearls.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, we encourage you to visualize your best self.